Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You're all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes to our listeners around the world and the countries of Ghana, Sweden, and France, and in the states of Missouri, California, and New York. Welcome, and thank you all for your continuing support, because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show successful possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep sending me your questions and comments. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul, as you learn to hear the still small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace because you're limitless higher self has direct access to the divine it is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing healthy relationships peace and wealth so please use these tips my tip for this week is in honor of our topic today attract joy do this visualization at least three times See yourself in your mind's eye as if you're looking into a mirror and you're filled with the colors of the rainbow. See yourself completely happy and full of light, love, joy, beauty, peace, and contentment. See yourself this way. Doing this will help you become it. Enlightenment is, after all, about lightening up and literally becoming physically, mentally, and emotionally lighter. Learning to see yourself as a light body, as a soul, will help you identify with that part of yourself that is already enlightened. The more you see and feel yourself as enlightened, the easier it is to be it. The weight of the world that we carry on our shoulders literally begins to lift. In my next workshop, the Ohm Awakening will help you realize your enlightenment. I'm the first teacher initiated into presenting this process and am grateful to be chosen to offer it to you. Ohm is the sound of creation. It vibrates at the highest levels. The Ohm Awakening process will align you with the positive, loving, and enlightening vibration of the universe. Through this experience, you will 
will open 13 new channels, also referred to as chakras or energy centers within your body. You will raise your vibration, increase your awareness of the divine, heal your body, see more through the eyes of your limitless higher self, and release your fears. All you have to do is come, relax, follow my guidance, and the rest will happen naturally. We'll be at the CSL Dallas, the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas, Texas, on Saturday, March 18th from 2 to 3.30. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present this workshop or another one in your area, like 21 Steps for Healing Your Body. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Jason Gregory, who will share with us the truth about enlightenment. During last week's show, Doug Hilton explained how you can heal from trauma by combining EMDR, which is a healing eye movement technique, with energy psychology practices from the Tao, and the best part is that you can do it on your own in a few sessions. It's simple, quick, and easy. By combining approaches from the East and the West, we have a beautiful example of avoiding an either-or mentality and recognizing that we each have something to offer. When we come together in harmony, we can create create more than either one could do alone. In this case, people are able to heal their emotions and their body. As we have often discussed, unresolved trauma settles in the body, creating pain and illness. If the healing only addresses the emotions, which EMDR does, the body is still suffering. The Eastern energy practice allows you to release that trauma as well from the body, enabling true healing. Doug talked about the importance of slowing down and allowing for the flow of life. When we keep pushing, there's no room for receiving, relaxing, and enjoying life. Doug also had some important insights into how we could make our service delivery more helpful to the patients. 
He suggests changing the system so that everything isn't segmented, making it possible to deliver some health services simultaneously. As one listener wrote, this show was so interesting. I really liked your guest suggestions on flattening health care services. And Doug told me how much he enjoyed doing the interview. He said, I felt like you were cheering me on. What a beautiful thing to say. To listen to this show, I encourage you to click on the episode link. You can hear this show or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, listening when it fits your schedule or needs. Now it's time for my silver lining story. A client sent me the following email last week. It seems like I'm always angry lately. Current affairs infuriate me. The false news, lies, and constant fighting in politics is keeping me on edge, and I'm taking it out on everyone around me. When I was away from the television last weekend, I discovered how much calmer I was. I learned that I'm happier staying away from all the negative rhetoric, so I'm going to stop watching the news and seek out folks with less venom and more positive outlooks. I know I still need to work on letting go of my anger, but for now, this is a good coping mechanism. This man is not alone. Even people who voted for President Trump are expressing anger and frustration at what's happening with the chaos, violence, and fear that is being created. And people who have experienced trauma, bullying, or abuse in their lives are reacting even more strongly because all of this is tapping into their unresolved feelings from the past. Some of these feelings have been buried during a lifetime of coping with working too hard, busyness, or whatever else they did to avoid the feelings and thoughts that tormented them. With the constant bombardment of verbal and physical threats, those coping mechanisms are not working anymore. The feelings of anger, fear, and frustration are coming to the surface. And that's the silver lining. In order to heal, we must first acknowledge the feelings that we have spent a lifetime doing our best to ignore or keep at bay. Those feelings aren't cooperating anymore in the conspiracy to silence them. They are shouting at us now and and insisting on being heard. You can understand why somebody's behavior is true cruel and abusive, have compassion for them, but not give them a pass, not make it okay. Yes, hurt people hurt people. That doesn't excuse their behavior or give them permission to be cruel. We all have choices. You see, it's also true that hurt people have been hurt and continue to be hurt. Each of us has the responsibility to break the cycle of victim and abuser. We can choose to continue to play the role that was given to us, or we can rewrite the story of our life. We are the author. We have control over our destiny, and it begins with how we choose to think about and talk about what has happened to us. The experience is only the raw material. What you do with the experience is what matters and what creates 
your life. We can choose to find the silver linings, even if that means seeing how we are growing, healing, becoming a better person, gaining new knowledge and or new wisdom. This is the stuff of life. There was a popular book when I was a child called I Never Promised You a Rose Garden. Life is not meant to be simple and easy. It's meant to be an opportunity to grow and love and to spread that love. So with every experience, ask yourself, am I growing in love and compassion and empathy? If the answer is no, then you need to take a good look at yourself. If the answer is yes, then pat yourself on the back and feel good about who you are and everything that has brought you to this point because you needed it all to become who you are today. We can cower in fear or we can acknowledge what is happening and make our voices heard. I watched the miniseries last week, When We Rise. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend that you do. It's accurate, informative, and well-written and acted. I particularly like the segment when we got to meet some of the people who were portrayed in this dramatization of the history of the gay rights movement. There were two really important messages that I want to share today with you. One was that we are all stronger when we come together united in peace for a common purpose. The second message was written out for us at the very end of the series. I quote, the rights of LGBT people, women and racial and ethnic minorities are under attack. One struggle, one fight. The LGBT community learned that we must stand together. Part of their journey was to learn The meaning of unity, they did, and they handed that lesson to all of us today, so that when many of us came under attack after President Trump took office, our immediate response was to come together, to join hands, march together, form coalitions, create support for each other, sign petitions, and make phone calls to support our fellow human beings. We are continuing to learn that we are all one, and that it is a Another silver lining to what is happening in our world today. We must never lose sight of the good things that are happening. We must not ignore the fear mongering, but we must also not ignore the strength that we are providing for each other as a united force and that we are doing it peacefully. Emphasize our guest message that the peace you are is the peace you give to the world. Jason Gregory is a teacher and international speaker specializing in Eastern and Western philosophy, comparative religion, psychology, and metaphysics. He's the author of Fasting the Mind, Enlightenment Now, and the Science and Practice of Humility. For several years, he has lived in Asia studying the classical spiritual traditions of the East. His work is focused on the benefits of Eastern wisdom in the modern world and how it can transform transform our lives to live more optimally and peacefully. 
You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. In addition to posting all of our shows, I post special uplifting messages to you, and I repost videos that will make you laugh, feel good about all the kindness in the world, fill your heart with the beauty of nature and animals, the delight of dance and music, and the joy of being alive with all the violence, hurtful words, anger, and fear that's being spread, we must find a way to keep ourselves positive. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. The answer to hate is love. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. While listening to the commercials, use the link on this page to like us on Facebook. Then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll help you be part of the solution. Then click on the link to read about and register for my next workshop, Ohm Awakening, or to schedule one in your area. Then go to the calendar of events to see your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Jason Gregory to explore the truth about enlightenment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. The best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. 
If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you, or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call one 866 or email drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. I hope you wrote down whether you believe that enlightenment could be as simple as lightening your emotional and mental burdens. I'm so pleased to welcome Jason Gregory to explore the truth about enlightenment. Jason, welcome. It's wonderful to be on, Paula. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a pleasure. Um, I love what you're doing and your message. Would you fill us in a little bit on how you got involved in um, meditation and Eastern thought in in doing what you're doing today? Yeah, not a problem. Um, in my when I when I became an adult, I got interested in a lot of philosophy, but mainly Eastern philosophy. And um, it wasn't until I actually I left Australia and I and I moved over to, into Asia that I, I kind of engrossed myself into a lot of Eastern thought. Not not intentionally, actually. My my wife, when I first met my wife, she was involved in a lot of meditation, had been to a lot of monasteries, and she knew my interest in in that sort of field. And so we left Australia together, um, and we traveled for many years, um, and we visited some of the well what people would say are some of the most sacred places on the planet in the East. And yeah, that's basically how, how it began. And um, over the years, I, I've spent basically a, a good, a large portion of my adult life in Asia, usually between India, Nepal, and Thailand. But I've, we've been everywhere in between the Middle East and everywhere else around here. But um, mm. yeah, just... Over the over the years, sorry, Paul. Over the years, um, we have spent a lot of time with certain different traditions, whether that be uh, Vedanta and Hinduism, or classical yoga and Hinduism, and and various Buddhist sects, and also Taoism. So, yeah, naturally, I, I just I fell into this. I, I never really intentionally set out to write books and and teach Eastern thought, but it it just naturally happened. Well, that's when we know we're on the right path, isn't it? A life path. Sounds like you also had some wonderful physical paths that you got to explore um, in all those wonderful places. Um, and, and that's what I was just sort of emoting while you were talking, was thinking about um, how wonderful it must have been to engage in all those travels and be at all those wonderful places, but also to let your life evolve. Um, Many of us don't have a vision of, you know, and an end goal, just kind of um, let things develop. And it sounds like that's what you did. And in that process, really found um, your life and the meaning that you have. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I, I couldn't have said it better, Paula. It's, it's like um, sometimes I don't think I'm. You know, when people say it's kind of follow your passion, sometimes I think passion is kind of discovered and that kind of turns into almost almost your purpose, I believe. So, 
that's kind of how this how my my own path is uh, has sort of felt like because I like you said I, I well, you know when you're on the, the right path when you're not really intentionally seeking it but it, it makes you feel alive you know that's kind of like what Joseph Campbell once said like the feeling of bliss or an under you know you're on the right path when you when you have that sense of feeling alive so and, and I've yes. never had that with anything else uh, um, other than following this path following um, exploring deep wisdom and and, and how that uh, impacts our lives in the, in the modern world. Well, I also just want to say that not everybody will um, connect to that feeling and allow it to grow and follow it. Some people experience it and reject it. So I just want to honor you for listening to what made you feel uplifted and good and, and to pursue it and then to be able now to share this wisdom and knowledge with us. And you you talk about um, the monarchical view of the universe. Could you explain to us what you mean by that? Okay, the, the, the monarchical view of the universe is kind of, it's, it's a political analogy of the universe, meaning that um, a lot of religions, especially Western religions, have, have the view of God as a, as a ruler or, or a creator, someone who is governing it over over us mere mortals. Now, this concept is actually relatively new consider uh, compared to a lot of the uh, East, a lot of the universal views of Eastern thought. Um, and there's one particular epoch in time where we had some of the greatest thinkers in the world. So we had um, Lao Tzu and Confucius in China. We had Gautama the Buddha in India, and we had. Um, also Pythagoras in, in in Greece, and and generally those four um, influential thinkers all thought the same about the universe. You know, the universe is kind of it's it's organically grown. We're all connected to something much much vaster than what we think. Um, we feel this just within the way that we follow the order of nature, and so forth and so on. And so there was an emphasis a lot on psychology and consciousness. But out of nowhere, in that epoch of time, in, in Persia, there was uh, Darius I. And Darius I, um, a lot of people believe, was the original proponent of um, the monarchical view, where he had the idea of the king of kings tradition, where he turned, he turned God into, into a, a god, uh, into, a, into a lord, um, governing and ruling us, like where we get the concepts of reward and punishment and sin and, and, and everything down the line, which heavily influence Christianity. And, you know, Sigmund Freud actually, Sigmund Freud actually believed, believes this started before Darius I. He believed it started with Akhenaten in Egypt. But nevertheless, a lot of the evidence points towards Darius I. So this is the idea um, in a nutshell that God is lording over you and watching over you always. If you're, you know, it's kind of like the Santa Claus idea, watching over a child. You know, are you good or bad? You're going to get a present, or so forth and so on. And you know, as fantastic as that might sound, it, it kind of runs counter uh, to the way the East think. Um, especially, like if we look at the Tao Te Ching, for example, one of the main phrases in the, in the Tao Te Ching is the Tao loves and nourishes all, but does not lord it over them. So there's always this idea of balance and we find this in our life. And once you find that balance, then you, you become, begin to come into resonance with that, that, 
deeper aspect um, within ourselves that connects us all. And and that is obviously not not a shared view in the, in the monarchical view. So. Yeah, that's what the monarchical view is. So when and most people, especially in the West, and you would know this too, Paula, is when you mention God to someone, they instantly think of a creator. You know, they don't think of something that um, connects us and is is there, um, you know, not as not as an entity, but more of uh, we could say a divine power or force that that animates the universe. So we don't usually think in those terms. We usually just think of you know someone who is always watching over us and determining our, if our actions are good or bad. You know, and some of it, I wonder if it isn't just humanity evolving and understanding more um, uh, of, of how we really are all one. Um, I, my religious background is Judaism, and there's a prayer that we say every day that translates to "Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one." But so, um, yes, it has some of those concepts that you're mentioning right there about um, uh, somebody ruling over us, uh, the Lord, our God, but it also has one. And people for years interpreted that to mean um, one God. But in current times, we're beginning to understand that it means unity, oneness, that we are all one. So I just um, wanted to add that. That came into my mind as you were talking. I don't think it um, it, it um, it, it, that it contradicts what you are saying. I just think it adds to um, a a richness of that that our limited um, human minds haven't always been able to grasp what our teachings were and, and what they really mean and that this common understanding of unity and oneness is coming into, I think, all people. I think it's where we're heading now. Mm. Yeah, I love that, Paul. I love that, what you said. And and also, like and, and what you said was perfect too, that as we are evolving, we are getting, you know, a deeper awareness of, and, and actually a more, uh, we're thinking about things more intelligently too. Um, and like you said, like there's, there's always been, uh, we've always led into misinterpretation of certain scriptures and so forth and so on, like you, you mentioned with Judaism. But as we are evolving, we're becoming more intelligent about especially past doctrines and what they what they can mean to us in the modern day. And this and I think that this also correlates with like in the counterculture movement back in the sixties when people were fed up with the Vietnam War and, and everything else, the Cold War and so forth and so on. They were seeking others solution not I shouldn't say solutions, but seeking other knowledge about how we are connected and you know obviously people started leaning then into Eastern thought, because in Eastern thought, obviously, if you look in Buddha, into Buddhism or Hinduism or even Taoism, you find that there's this this understanding of this this fundamental unity um, beneath life or within life, I should say. And so people people gravitated towards that naturally. Yes, I I just I, I was just fascinated that you went to the '60s because you know that was my time. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Um, but the but the ideas that were really so strong were peace and love mm. um, and unity, as you're saying. And really, it kind of initiated a beginning of an opening up to our awareness of that really is what we're all about if we can shed the other stuff and get back to the core of who yeah. we are. Definitely. Definitely. I 100% agree with you. Um, which is interesting given your title, Enlightenment Now, the title of your book, um, that, that liberation is your true nature. It is who we are. Um, I, I, I love uh, the message that you're presenting. So tell us a, a, a little bit more about that. Um, yeah. No, sure. Yeah. Like what you said beautifully, I couldn't have said it better, but you know, to elaborate on that is, um, you know, we, we often, especially in the modern day, because of the way that the world is trained in society and culture, is we, we're always seeking or striving to achieve things. And we, we superimpose this onto thoughts of enlightenment. Now, a lot of people, you know, especially uh, as the world's becoming more secular, a lot of people are kind of skeptical that there is such a, a state, a state of consciousness called enlightenment, um, which obviously the Hindus and the Buddhists advocated for, you know, for obviously for thousands of years. But the idea, their ideas is is kind of like, it, go, it runs counter to the ideas of striving for a goal or, or seeking some state of consciousness that might be in the far off distance or, or, or even seeking eternity after death because the ideas in the East is that at, the, at, at our core, when we begin to strip away the things that we that formulate or, or so sorry that form our identity and form our habits and our tendencies and our persona, are usually what get us in the way of experiencing this this enlightenment within us and experiencing uh, its bliss. So the so the the focus in a lot of Eastern thought was, well, how do we strip away a lot of these contents? And so this is where meditation practices came in, lifestyle disciplines, uh, diets, everything like this came in to, to cultivate more of this experience uh, to facilitate the experience of enlightenment. And that's why the, you know, my subtitle is Liberation is Your True Nature because when you get down to it, when you start to take away or I shouldn't say take away but when you begin to refine your consciousness and not become so stuck to your personality then you begin to really experience this deep bliss because you are not moving according to your separate mode of thinking you're beginning to come into a deeper field of awareness which is more connected to not only people but also plants and animals and the planet and even the universe so you begin to come into contact with this field. and But this can only be accessed when you begin to let go of a lot of these things that that make make us a rigid persona. Now, I'm not saying that we are not we are, we are going to stop being a person, but what you're going to do is in, in a process, especially in a spiritual process, is it's not really the it's not really the uh, belief in the identity um it's not the belief that's the problem. It's the belief in the identity that's the problem. So when you, when you firmly believe the identity, then 
that you are this separate isolated being, then that's when a lot of the problems come. And that's when you don't experience this deeper field of awareness and uh, this enlightenment. And, and like my title suggests, it's only really in the present moment that that is facilitated because it's not, it's not something that's, you know, in Eastern thought, they, they always have a lot of clever ways to think about things. And in, in this sense, it's more about that, you know, when we think about, for example, Christianity will think about heaven as some place, or heaven or hell as some place we go after death. When in the East they would say, uh, heaven is right here and now in the present moment. And when you bring your mind back into this present moment, that's when you start to begin to have that uh, that eternal feeling within yourself that gives you that sense of enlightenment. And also, I don't see them as necessarily contradictory. We can experience heaven on earth and also experience heaven in an afterlife. And and I think as you were talking about, you know, the oneness with nature, with plants, animals, um, even stones, um, that, that we are all connected when we see ourselves in those categories then we don't see where we connect. All we see is difference. So I'm, I'm looking at my beautiful flowers right now and, and the non-flowering plants next to them and thinking they're breathing, they're taking in nourishment. Um, and we know through studies that they grow better when we talk to them and, and love them. And my plants have learned to live with the way I water them, which never, and where I put them, which is never fits with the instructions of <laughs> and, and yet they thrive um, yeah. they we, we know each other <laughs> and yeah. they tell me when they need water um, and and so if when we can see beyond it's not that I am a, you know a plant but it's but we have a lot of in common and way and when we only see a label and a difference we don't see the commonalities no we definitely don't we definitely don't and i and i love how you used the plant analogy there paula because there was once someone asked joseph campbell you know what is consciousness and it was funny because he used a flower as an analogy he said once when i looked at my flower when the sun came up the, the flower turned towards the sun. And that was his explanation for consciousness. So I thought that was kind of beautiful how it relates to, you know, to everything. There's, there's life in everything, isn't there? Exactly. And what a beautiful place for us to pause for a break and come back and talk more about how we can attune into the enlightenment that exists within us now. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious minds and move forward with ease and speed. They change from 
from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down, how could you create more peace within your life? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Jason Gregory to explore the truth about enlightenment. Change the seventh wave channel on the Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one of a kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214 208 3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214 208 3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down how you could create more peace within yourself. And I'm so glad we're here with Jason Gregory to explore more about the truth about enlightenment. Um, Jason, as as we were saying um, during the break, this is just delightful. Um, I'm thoroughly enjoying our conversation conversation. And I was wondering if you would talk to us a little bit more about how we can attune to the enlightenment that exists within us right now. Definitely. Well, we have to think about, um, when we think about attunement, attunement, we have to think about how we kind of transform our own energy um, and also, meaning also transforming our character. So, in the in a lot of the Eastern traditions, they they say we transform energy in three ways. So we trans we transform it through the air we breathe, um, the food and um, drink that we we ingest, and also um, the the sense impressions that we take in through our eyes and ears. Now, as we all know, a lot of our personality is is molded 
especially through the sensory on the on the through the eyes and the ears, the way we think about the world, the information we take in, which you know makes us formulate our opinions about the world, about ourselves, and about other people. So. When, when I talk about, you know, attuning or, or enlightened attunement in the book, it's about starting to become conscious of what you are taking in, uh, what energy you are taking in. And there's, there's a, a specific um, philosophy in India and also in Egypt of how they say that, you know, we have five senses, but we also have a sixth sense. Now, the sixth sense is actually thought of as thought, or, or you could say mind, but what this means is that what we take in through the six senses, uh, through sorry, through the five senses, is contributes to the way we think. So, for example, you know, simple explanations like if you if you eat a lot of fast food and you drink a lot of alcohol, you know, what's the psychological state of a person who does that? And it's usually not a very harmonious or healthy one. So we need to really become um, sensitive to what we're taking in and what we consume in our psychosomatic organism. And that also goes through for sense impressions. You know, a lot of people who watch a lot of politics or watch a lot of news usually are very opinionated people and firm in their views. And as we all know with, with opinions and views and so forth and so on, they change over time. So we've got to be mindful of what we take in, you know, through our eyes and our ears. So it's really becoming more conscious of what you are taking in through that because that's what usually transforms. That's how you transform energy. So ways around this, obviously, uh, to cultivate more harmonious dispositions in the self is obviously simple things like if you meditate regularly, um, any sort of form of meditative practice, something that's a, a discipline. Also, if you have a healthy diet, um, I would say even if you exercise, routinely exercise. And, and one thing that a lot of people overlook not just people who are involved in spirituality or um, or any sort of religious practices, but also people in, in modern life is people don't prioritize their sleep. Now, sleep is, is, a, is a key aspect of any sort of healthy psychological or, or spiritual life. So prioritizing sleep is also another one, which, you know, if you have all of these four harmoniously in balance, then you should be getting, you should begin to be more attuned to to something deeper within yourself because you're starting to make your life more conscious and you've stopped um, a lot of toxic energy coming into your being and you know that that could be you know um, impressions that don't really benefit your psychological state or it could be the food you eat or even the, or even in some case the air you breathe if you live in a large polluted city like Beijing or or Delhi or New York. Yes, and and I think when you talk about being conscious, it's sort of beginning to be aware, to pay attention, to ask yourself questions. Um, Somebody believed this, but and taught me that. But do I believe it? Does that still make sense today? You know, and one of the things that you talked about in your book was diet, um, and you mentioned it uh, a, a little while ago in our conversation. And and even just now, the food that we eat. And I think sometimes we can get so fixated on this is good for me, this is bad for me, that we miss what um, the joy of food. And mm. there was something I read once that said every 
um, step forward in every new rule or every new way that you take on has its own limitations. We, we're freeing ourselves from one thing and taking on the um, limitations of something else thinking that we're moving into freedom. And I, that really stuck with me because, yes, what we're doing now, certainly my diet, what I eat now is much better. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like day and night from, from what I did as a child. And I'm grateful for that. And it also has its lim- limiting um, aspects which I'm sure one day I'll become aware of and then I'll shift <laughs> yeah right that's that's exactly right Paula and 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 this is it's it's funny how um, information evolves you know especially with diet you know so someone will be very rigid with a specific diet and the information changes and, and they and they change with it according to that but I like what you the, the point you raised because as we find with a lot of people who become too rigid, for example, with their diet, is that develops a lot of stress, you know, not only in their mind, but also in their body. And they have the, have also an inability to relax at times as well. You know, you know, sometimes, you know, if you were eating cheesecake every day, I'd say, you know, that's probably a bad thing. But if, you know, if you're going to have indulge every now and again, what, you know, not, I don't think that that's going to kill you, you know? So, there has to be also – this is – it's a fine line between being conscious about what you're doing and also becoming um, a fundamentalist about what you're doing. You know, we see this a lot with specific diets like uh, veganism or vegetarianism or even the, the paleo craze. You know, people do um, – fall into extremism and, and, and lose their sense of ease in life, you know, and, and that's what we, we shouldn't try, you know, we shouldn't lose. We shouldn't lose that sense of ease that we have as well. I, I, I love that. And it, because what does freedom mean if, or liberation, um, if we're um, uh, controlled by all of these rules. And, and so there's a difference between being sensible and actually choosing healthy food or it being, oh, I have to eat this, I can't eat that, and and getting so limited that, um, that there's a rigidity. And I know it's broader than what we eat, but there's so much emphasis, especially in the West, on food and diet and, and what we look like. Um, mm. You know, that we can't be a pound overweight or we hate ourselves. Exactly, yeah. And, uh, and that was a good point because I think a lot, especially in the West, more of the emphasis on diet is about how we look. I don't really think it's about the, in, the internal health of our organs most of the time. I think it's more about, you know, does he or she have a six-pack and, you know, all of, all of the above. But um, And, you know, in, in some sense to, to – look like a chiseled piece of granite in, in, <laughs> is, in some senses is not also the, the, the healthiest w- way to be, you know, like to, like what you said, to be a pound or two above your normal weight is not, I don't think that's detrimental, you know, and a lot of doctors agree with that. So, you know, I think that there's, it's a fine line between, yeah, like you said, between being sensible and going crazy. So, um, you know, people, they, 
you've got to find your own groove. There's, and a lot of people do step into the extremist mode of thinking and they think one diet suits all. And, you know, we all have to be mindful that we all have different bodily constitutions and different needs, you know, especially our, our tastes, for example. So, you know, these are, these are a lot of things that a lot of people don't take into account. So I would say, I would say it's good to be mindful about what you eat, but don't be, don't be a fundamentalist or an extremist on, the, on, on anything. And and I think that fits. We just have about one more minute um, before I close with my audience. So I just wanted to say that I think this fits really with everything in our lives to look at, to begin to question um, and, and to look at, does that make sense or am I ruled by an old belief? Exactly, yeah. And that, and that should be something that, I think that we sh- we should be mindful of you know all the way throughout our life. Like, do do these old beliefs that I've up upheld you know serve me anymore? And you know, uh, I, sadly to say that most people hold on to their beliefs like they hold on to their diets for the rest of their life. And this is what keeps us a- a- away a lot of the time from enlightenment from being more open with other people and, and growing just as a, as a natural human being. So there's so many things that people need to consider, especially when we are talking about beliefs, because beliefs, most of the time, is just the way that we are interpreting life with labels and names, but not really experiencing reality as it is. So that's what we need to really be thinking about. And to experience reality as it is, is to have none of those labels that separate you from the rest of the world. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Jason. Truly, what a pleasure to talk with you and blessings on your journey. Thank you for having me on, Paula. It's It's an honor and a pleasure and you have a great day. Thank you. You too. And you can visit Jason at jasongregory.org. And I'd like to thank you all for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook and then click on the link to my resources page to purchase Jason's new book, Enlightenment Now, and go to my store to purchase my books Then learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops such as overcoming abuse through self-empowerment, 21 steps for healing, the body, energy healing, the arm awakening. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person, over Skype, or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their finances, health, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. Then click on the link to register 
Easter for Om Awakening or to schedule one in your area. If you live in Dallas, I invite you to my meetup group, Ultimate Creative Problem Solving Process Group Coaching. Just click on the meetup link. And I also invite you to join me for a monthly love frequency circle to heal yourself and bring peace to the world through love. Email me for details. And if you don't live in Dallas, start your own prayer or meditation group. For more on this topic, check out my new monthly column, Ask Dr. Paula, in print and on the web at DallasYogaMagazine.com. Click on the Ask Dr. Paula link on this page to email me your questions. Please join us next Thursday when, on March 16th, Dr. Rachel Harris will share her new Hope for Depression, Addiction, PTSD, and Anxiety. On March 23rd, Tatiana Jerome will talk about letting go, healing, and loving again. And on March 30th, Dr. Paulette Kaufman-Sherman will share how you can transform in your own bathtub with her sacred rituals. This is Dr. Paula, your CM, or chosen mom, as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember... You are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week.